Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast that loves you. And I'm your host, Groove Mistress and uh, uh, Cruise Director, Madam Perry, but you can call me Jen, Jennifer, JP, Perry. I'm just happy to be here. This is the first show. I've been off for a month um, to um, handle some uh well, to handle some business, actually. And uh, so this is my first show back, and you got to come back with the big one because we've had so many great shows. Uh, before the last show, I mean, every guest, I am grateful for every single guest. Everyone is wonderful. But lately we had uh, Mike Kaplan, the comedian, and he's got his new, um, his new CD, AKA. Mike Kaplan is uh, nominated for a Grammy. We had saxophonist, uh, multi Grammy Award winner Dave Koz. That was extra cool. Also, uh, comedian and actress Jackie Monahan. I'm still laughing with her. And sometimes when I need a lift, I just think about listening to her sing, do her uh, version of Catherine Hepburn singing Guns N' Roses. You'll never forget that once you've heard it. Who else? Oh, we had Arden Marine. If you ever watched uh, the show Insatiable on Netflix, uh, she plays the character Regina Sinclair. And uh, she also was on, used to be on Mad TV. She's done loads. If you go to her IMBD, it's just like pages and pages and pages. But Arden Marine was on her newest book is, or her first book, actually, Little Miss Little Compton, about growing up in uh, Little Compton, Rhode Island. And it is a fantastic book. Also, speaking of books, we had Jen Lancaster. I've loved her since her first book, Bitter is the New Black. And her latest is Welcome to the United States of Anxiety. And Jen was loads of fun, too. Also, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Ricky Bird was on. And, uh, oh, Jerry Mitchell the uh, his book is called Race uh, Race to Time. Uh, he's an investigative journalist for a newspaper in Mississippi, or he was. He's retired from that now and has a foundation. But it was his dogged research that led to the conviction of several former or several KKK members that were responsible for the murder of uh, Medgar Evers. Uh, the four girls who were killed in the uh, Birmingham church bombing and several others. And just an amazing man, Jerry Mitchell. So I've been, as always, I have been very, very lucky and very blessed with all the fantastic guests. And for my listeners, thank you to everyone who sends me a message or tells me what they like, who they want to have on the show. Uh, shout out to, I've got people, Juliana in Brazil. I've got uh, Graham and, uh, Colin in Liverpool listening. I've got people in Australia. Julie, I've got um, uh, people all over the country. And uh, Pat in Missouri, thank you all for listening and letting me know that you love the show. Now, 
<clears throat> I'm so excited. Tonight's guest, he's been here before, and it's been a while. He's a spiritual teacher, psychic therapist, and he's going to talk to you about love and the things about relationship that can hinder your happiness or make them even better. Uh, he's known as the tell it like it is psychic, and uh, he's a truly authentic spiritual teacher, and I just think he's wonderful. He has an extraordinary psychic abilities, academic credentials as well. And why don't I just be quiet and introduce Vincent Jenna. Vincent, welcome back to the Genie Bottle. Oh, Madam Perry, Jennifer, it's so great to be back here. Um, I always feel special when I'm on special shows because it gives me an opportunity to be able to um, put out to the world um, some empowering information. And if it wasn't for people like you, I'd never be out there. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. That is such a lovely thing to say. Thank you. And so you see, that's why coming back from my first show, I thought I, I got to come in with a with a real winner that's going to just bring all the magic back. Hey, um, I got so many messages and so many um, uh, calls, messages and notes from people after you were here before. And you really, and I know that you know you have a great effect on people. And I think a lot of it has to do with your sincerity. Also, uh, you do have academic credentials. Um, will you talk a little bit about that, too? Yeah, you know, Jennifer, it was about um, when I was 28 years old that I came into the psychic ability uh, be- because of, uh, you know, something that is spiritual awakening that had happened. Um, due to a friend of mine who was having a very hard time in life, and I didn't know how to help him because at the time I was a professional singer, actor, and dancer. That's all I cared about. And so uh, it happened, just to make a long story short, that all of this downloaded into me, all these abilities, and though I so appreciated them, I also thought it was very important that if I was going to dive into human psyche, and the mind and help people unblock and believe in themselves that I better know and understand that human mind more than any other psychic does. And so I went back to school and I got my uh, BA in psychology and my master's in clinical social work and really studied and researched about the human mind. So I can combine my skills as a psychotherapist with my skills as a psychic therapist so get that i'm a psycho (laughs) and a psychic okay how many others out there admit that they're psycho not too many but i am i am both um and and besides that i see dead people so when i put that all together yeah that's the mediumship part right now when i put that all together i can have all these tools to use to help people with their issues, their problems, so that they can create the lives that they want. So that's my background and why I went for those academic credentials. Since I also want to say, since you did mention um, that you, you were going into a strong career as an actor, singer, and dancer, and I understand you even opened some shows and, and live readings with a song. Oh, I do. I do. I do my events 
and and sing at the I, – I have to. I can't give that part up. The showman part <laughs> – well, that's what you said in the introduction, the big showmanship. It, mm-hmm. Here's the thing, and this is the reason why I do that. The, the messages that I have to deliver sometimes are very heavy, very deep, very hard for people to hear. So I have to soften them up. I have to sugarcoat them. You know, the old Mary Poppins adage, a teaspoon of sugar helps the medicine go down. Well, some of these messages require a gallon of honey, you know, so I make them laugh. So I entertain them a bit. But my songs are very inspirational. I want to be able to touch people's heart and souls in all different ways that I can. And singing has been part of my life. So why not? I figure I do climb every mountain or to dream the impossible dream. And that's basically how I, I bring my events to a close. So that's always fun. Oh, okay. Let me ask you one thing. And this is something that I just, um, just it's a question that just uh, entered, entered my mind is that, okay, you were in, now we were saying before that because of your uh, degrees and because of being a licensed uh, clinical social worker, that you did that to make you more, uh, to be a greater help to the people who you did readings for and helped and feel like you could understand more of what their needs were. But would it be possible to say that the work that you did, and I'm going to mention this, for, I mean, you were in the film version of Grease, for Pete's sake, but I would think <laughs> that all of that would help make you uh, what would enhance your abilities because when you're on a set and working, uh, you have to have, as they tell me, um, last year or for the last season, first two seasons, I was a uh, established townsperson on Stargirl, uh, the DC Stargirl, oh, wow. and I worked on Stranger wow. Things. And you know they always tell us, I know you know they always say, and have your set ears on. So when before you're not on stage, be listening to what's going on around you. Be aware, you know. Uh, be aware of what's happening and listen to what's happening. So have your set ears and your set eyes when you're on set and going around. Does that, um, do you feel like that helps you pick up more from people too? Oh, it, it absolutely does. Uh, well, you're, you're right in that way. We become more sensitive to people and what they're saying. And, and yes, you're always having your ears open, right? As an actor, you have three different voices going on at the same time. Right? You have the character's voice going on that you're speaking. You've got the character's internal voice going on that you're thinking as the character. And then you've got the actor, your own voice going on in the back of your mind. They're telling you, oh, don't forget to cross right. Come down stage a little bit more. Um, wait, oh, 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 what? She's uh, forgetting her line. Okay, quick, come up with something. So you're constantly thinking and listening intently. That absolutely helped me. The other part of that, as an actor and a performer, that helped me is we know how to grab in our hands, mm-hmm. right? We we shape their emotions. We can make them laugh. We can make them cry. We can make them think. We can make them wonder. We can make them angry, right? And when you are mm-hmm. holding them in your hands like that, as a spiritual teacher, as a psychic, I can do deep work with them. They trust me. I, I can captivate them, right? Mm-hmm. I can 
then know how by having listened with both my intuitive side and my ears, all of them, to be able to give them the messages and the information that they need. So, yes, everything that I have done in my life to lead up to what I'm doing today was all part of the tools that were put together. I I unknowingly in the beginning, you know, was doing that, but now I understand why I had to do what I did before. And so, and I'm sure with you, the exact same thing. All of your experiences made you who you are today, even as a show host. And you do listen to your guests and you know intuitively, instinctually, and as an as that performer that you were involved with, it, you know what needs to be put out there and how to put it out there. That's mm-hmm. important. You know, some of our spiritual teachers and leaders like Jesus, oh, my God, he was a great entertainer. He knew exactly <laughs> how to captivate people. And, I mean, he threw in a miracle here or there, you know, which was mm-hmm. really neat. Um, but I want everybody to, to listen and understand that to entertain doesn't mean to fake out. No, we're not doing that. Just because we're playing a role doesn't mean that that role isn't real to us. It, it's, it, everything we do is real. The idea of entertaining is to grab hold of your attention for however long you wish to give it to us and for us to kind of manipulate it, to make you laugh, to make you cry, to make you think, to make you have fun. And that's what entertainment is about, but I'm doing the same thing now when I'm teaching. And I still have to make you think. I have to make you laugh, make you cry. I have to make you ponder. I have to make you angry sometimes. I do it all as long as I'm getting through to your heart and your soul. And that's why I do what I do the way I do it. (laughs) Well, do do that voodoo that you do so well. Vincent. Tonight we're going to talk because we're coming up on Valentine's. It's a new year, a lot of changes. People are um, mm. are very hopeful because of vaccines and things like that. And um, love is in the air. And yeah. people always, no matter what's going on, you're still going to get excited about holidays and people who mean a lot to you. And tonight I know that you are here. You're going to talk to us about um common myths about relationships that can hinder your happiness, uh, why you can't seem to attract the right partner, how to attract and maintain the perfect relationship, and how you can open your mind and heart to what's holding you back. And we're going to open the phone for, uh, excuse me, open the phone for calls. And I've got two callers waiting already. So, uh, Vincent, what, what do you want to do? You want to go ahead and talk about um, love? Yeah, let's talk about the most important and my favorite topic, love. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it's the most important, Jennifer, and my favorite topic is because it's what we're made of and made from. When we were first created, we were created because of love. And love was given to our primary um, ingredient. So it's not even a matter of that we have to find love. We have to understand that we are loved. And unfortunately, 
love is the most misunderstood emotion of the earth, and it's actually a state of being. And the reason for that is we have long forgotten who we are as divine, magnificent beings, and we've come to accept earthly, minimal earthly love, conditional love, not unconditional love. And so there have been so many myths created from that understanding because of the fact of that we have been long off the path of understanding love. Love is the most natural thing in the world, like I said, because we're made of it, and relation is the second most natural thing in the, in the world, and yet they are the two most deprived elements in our lives. Relationship, heart, left and right, all over the place, I mean, back when I was going to school, 56% of all marriages ended in divorce. I don't even know what that number is. They say that it's better today, but I don't believe it because of all the clients that I have, all they're doing is breaking up. Every single day I do readings and everybody is having problems with relationship. And if they're not broken up and if they are with a partner or let's say they are married, they're still not getting from that relationship, but from the relationship. Because as soon as I go to deep places, they go, oh, no, well, it's not that. No, well, we don't talk. No, we don't Mm -hmm. share that. Oh, my gosh, what has it become? That's why I've created my program. um, (laughs) All you need is love. The Beatles knew it. (laughs) <laughs> and that's my, for the title of, of that lecture that I do. All you need is love, attract uh, and maintain perfect relationships. But it is because, to start with, some of the myths that have now we've created along with the earthly understanding of love. And let me just let everybody know, we don't get together with another human being in a loving relationship to complete ourselves. Jerry Maguire was a wonderful movie, and yes, it sounded very romantic when he said his, to his partner, you complete me. No, I'm sorry. Wait. Oh, yeah, you complete me. And then mm-hmm. in um, the other movie with Jack Nicholson, he said, you make me a better man. Um, He was actually a little bit closer than the Jerry Maguire one. We are not with a partner to be completed. We are complete already. We're with relationships to learn more about ourselves. The relationship, the more we understand and learn about ourselves. For example, I'll use my relationship. I've been with my wife 47 years. It's going on 48 years, actually. March 9th will be our 48th year of meeting each other and going on our first date. That was our first date. And then we're on 43 years of marriage. And I, it's not what I get from my wife that is so spectacular. It's what I feel for her because it lets me realize how capable I am and how much love I have to give. Every single day, I love her deeper and more over the years, and more compassion, more caring, more kindness. All of that is what I'm discovering about myself by being with her. 
And now, of course, I do receive because she's discovering the exact same thing working with me. So I'd like, I'd love to be able to talk about even some of the most important myths that, that we have to let go of in order for us to understand fully how to make a better relationship, okay, and how to attract perfect love. And that's what it's all about is attracting love. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Attraction has nothing to do with another person. Nothing, nada. And before we end tonight's show, I'm going to give you a little step and a little task for everybody to do to make sure then that you attract the right person because of what I just said, okay? So would you like to talk about some of those myths? Yes, and then let me know, too, when you're ready to take a call in between or or at what point. Oh, in between. All right, that sounds great. We'll Uh, definitely However you want to do it. We'll we'll definitely take. All right, that sounds great. Let me know. I'm going with you. I'll go with you. But here, one, one myth is the concept of opposites attract. Totally wrong. Opposites do not attract. Like attracts like. Like attracts like. Now, you may have this different personality styles or opposite personality styles, obviously, if it's a male and a female, or even if it's the same gender, it doesn't matter. You can still have opposite personalities to be showing the same like core. But whatever your core is, you're going to attract that in another person. That's why I say attraction has nothing to do with another person, and we'll get more into that. So you Mm -hmm. have to understand like attracts, okay? Um, The idea that I get this all the time, all the right ones are taken. No, they're not. There are 8 billion people on the face of the earth. I promise you not every perfect person for you is taken by somebody else. That, those are all defense <laughs> mechanisms that we come up with in order to excuse the fact that we're not in a relationship. Okay? Another one. The more highly evolved beings do not need relationships. Mm-hmm. Well, that's completely untrue because the more evolved you are, the more you want a relationship because you know sharing with another person makes you even that much more powerful than doing things by yourself. It's, it's why you can watch a movie by yourself, absolutely, and you can enjoy it. It's phenomenal, wonderful. Let's say you do. What do you wind up doing? You call up your friends and you go, oh, you're not going to believe this. I just saw the greatest television show. Come on over. we got to watch it together. Mm-hmm. And then you watch the same show together. Why do you do that? Because not only can you get enjoyment from your own experience, but you get enjoyment from other people's experiencing the same thing. So that's why a highly evolved person wouldn't want to do his life alone or her life alone. Now, unfortunately, women out there get very used to being alone. And that's more that's statistically more prevalent for women than it is for men. So when men lose their spouses, whether it be in a divorce or whether it be in a passing, a death, 
they are definitely on the hunt for another partner right away. A woman, however, doesn't need that. Why? Because they're used to their partners usually in society today going off to work, being out of the house, being, being you know, involved in something else. I'm going off with the guys. Women in the old days, we'll say, of course, women work more now, but back in the old days, women basically raised the children, the household, and the community. They took care of each other within the community. There was no men around. They were at work. Now, when a woman loses a partner, it's easy for that woman to stay alone. And all you women out there that are listening and you turn around and say, oh, no, it's okay, it's easier. No, it's not. It's not easier. It's actually easier to be in a relationship, but it's not easy to be in the wrong relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why people, women want to be alone, because they think, well, I don't have to go through that, and I don't have to take care of anybody else except myself. Well, it was being done wrong to start with, because when you're in the right relationship, you don't ever want to be alone. Mm-hmm. Now I've got to, and we'll take a call after this one. Here is the greatest myth of all. And everybody, and, and every time I do this lecture, Jennifer, I tell everybody that if I'm, if we're doing it live, I tell everybody, I just want to let you know I've removed all the sharp objects from the room so you can't throw anything at me that's going to hurt me by doing this lecture. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Yes, because inevitably I wind up saying something that somebody hates. And here is the first one that I say that everybody all right. hates. Okay. There is We've no been such thing. You ready? You ready? Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as soulmates. None. As a matter of fact, that phrase, that term was romanticized a while ago, mostly by Richard Bach, who wrote Illusions and a couple of other books. And in it, he started talking romantically about partners and how they're soulmates. No, 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 you did not create and God did not create a perfect soul just for you to be with. Doesn't mean that you're not supposed to create a soulmate relationship with the person you're with. I've done that with my wife. It does it doesn't mean that in a past life you may have had a relationship with the same person that you have a relationship with in this life, but it's not intended. No soul is intended to be your perfect mate. You can be that with anybody. And it's so funny because when I do have people that will tell me, oh, yes, I, I was in a relationship. I thought he was my soulmate. I thought she was my soulmate. And it turned out that she wasn't. I was wrong. And now I've got to find my soulmate, my real soulmate, my true soulmate. And I'm like, stop looking for your soulmate. And you might not be so disappointed. And then you make your relationship into a soulmate relationship. But that is a big romanticized idea. And everybody is looking for their perfect partner. Like I said earlier, like attracts like. And after we take the call and after we we come back, then I'll tell you how you attract your perfect relationship. Okay? I also want to talk about the concept of independence and dependency. Okay? We'll talk about that too. But why don't we take a caller now? All right, and this is Christiana, who has called. Uh, Christiana, hi, this is Madam Perry, and you're on the air with Vincent Jenna. Just go ahead. 
Hi. Um, do I ask a question or do you just do like a general reading? Or? No, no, not a general reading. This is about love and relationships. So what would your question be? It's something in, inspired you to call in tonight that you may not even be aware of, Christiana. So basically, in regards to relationships, what's your biggest question? Hmm. I guess I'm wondering if you see, like, marriage and children. Right. How old are you now, Christiana? 35. Oh, I was just going to say, you haven't turned 36 yet, have you? Okay. And, all right, you're 35 years old. And past relationships haven't always been that good, have they? No, not not always. <laughs> no, not always. Okay. And and you are not fully committed now. You're not in a marriage right now. Is that correct? True. Yeah. Okay. So the issue then, so that you understand, and what I'm seeing is from your youth, you were never made to believe you were lovable. Now, when we're growing up, the two most important things we learn in our youth, mostly from our parents, but it's also from the environment and the people around us, is one, whether we're lovable, and two, how to love ourselves. Now, the pattern and the way that we are treated, the type of attention we receive, whether it be positive or negative or not at all, is the way we wind up treating ourselves. Now, You've ignored in your life, which is normal, people have defense mechanisms, and certainly we don't like walking around thinking, I'm not lovable, I'm not lovable, I'm not lovable. So the brain steps in, and it'll create a defense mechanism, no matter what it is. Maybe it's a belief that, well, it's not me, it's all the guys out there, or it's the people out there. They're so crazy, and, and if I am with somebody, it's, it's always the wrong one, because they're nuts. They, you know, they start out okay, and then they end up terrible. Those are all defense mechanisms. But the primary issue is Christiana, little Christiana, never fell in love with herself. She never thought that she was beautiful. She never thought she was a princess. She never thought that she was lovable enough. And therefore, you only attracted relationships that really wouldn't work or not go anyplace. You're 35 years old. Didn't you want to already be married? Yes. Well, I'm telling you how to make it happen now. I also feel that the men that you have attracted or the relationships you have attracted in your life are, are kind of taking advantage of you and have taken advantage of you emotionally and maybe even physically and financially. Uh, do you agree with that, Christiana? Yes. Yes, definitely emotionally. I don't feel that they feed you anything, I'm feeling that they keep taking from you. And that's going to be natural also because when you don't have your emotional needs met when you're younger, you seek them throughout your entire adult life. And that goes for men and women. So like I said, like attracts like. So the moment you wanted a relationship, you put that energy out in the universe. But then little Christiana, without you knowing it, you didn't hear this part. She turns around and said, oh, you're not going to get anybody special. You don't deserve anybody. You're not lovable. Now that energy is released from you, and you're going to attract the like energy. Believe it or not, the people you've attracted in your life 
all right, your partners have felt the exact same way about themselves. And you put those two people together, it's not going to work out well. In some way, somehow, it's going to get sabotaged. It's going to break up. It's going to end. You need to convince yourself now and reparent yourself because that was daddy's job to make you feel like a little princess and I'm feeling a neglect there. And you need to now tell little Christiana how beautiful she is, how deserving she is, and truly, truly re-raise her. You don't have to be anybody special to be lovable. You're lovable because you exist. You're a human you're a soul. You're a child of God. And I know that you have a God faith because it just told me you did. But you've got to start honoring what it created. It created you. You know, what do you think? It makes mistakes? Okay, so it made an avocado pit really big. But that doesn't mean it made you wrong, okay? You know what I mean? You yeah. are a divine, <laughs> lovable being. And now you have to start saying, I'm ready. I'm ready for the right love. I'm ready. If you want a knight in shining armor, if you want a princess, it doesn't matter what you want. You have to believe first you're deserving of it. And that is what 2021 can bring you. Marriage, love, children. Let's wait on the children first and make a decision. <laughs> Let's get the part in there first. Okay. Okay. Before any other. And weren't you pregnant before, Christiana? Yeah, I did have a baby. He passed yeah. away. Okay. Okay. And I'm very sorry for that. I'm very sorry for that loss. Um, Thank you. But if, you th- if you think about it for the soul's purpose, because you're not with that baby's father now it would be really difficult for that baby that soul to grow up with only the one parent like so many of those children have right so let's wait until we have a good partnership before we have children because that's what you want to be you want to be a great mom and you want to be a great partner but you got to be a great lover of yourself first you understand what i mean by that yeah i do Okay, and then 2021, by summertime, by summertime, there can be a partner there. And I want you to continue listening to the show because I want you to do the task that I'm going to give everybody before the show is over. Okay, Christiana? Okay. All right, thank you so much for calling in, hon. Thank you. Thank you so much, Christiana. All right, that's... uh... And Madam Perry, that was for everyone to hear, male and female. Mm -hmm. See, the whole thing, it starts with self-love. That is the major reason why there is so much lack in the world. In just what everybody saw this past year, the way people have acted, when you see people lashing out at each other, when you see people angry, when you see people hating, it's because they don't love themselves. They despise themselves. And their defense mechanisms created those behaviors and those beliefs to cover up that self-loathing, you know, because that, that's what the brain does. It protects us. It protects mm. us by creating defenses against what hurts us the most. Mm-hmm. Uh. And that's so horrible because you're lashing out and, and you're, you're, you're keeping yourself from having love. Right. You are 
absolutely right. Your, your greatest fear is that nobody cares about you. If you really listen to them, if you really listen to what they're saying and why they're screaming and yelling, it's because nobody is paying attention to their needs. That's what they want to say. That is now, let's take it back. I'm going to take you back. All the stories in the Old Testament, just for everybody to understand, they were metaphysical messages for us about us. They weren't historical, you know, exposés. They were, yes, they did use real living characters from the past, but many of their stories are to help us understand things. And one of the beginning stories is about Cain and Abel, okay? And that Cain was so jealous of his brother Abel, he wound up killing him. Well, here is the way that really goes that we need to pay attention to. Adam and Eve in the Bible represent actually the God force living there with them. It's, it, this, like I said, this is all metaphysical meanings, okay? So now when you are attached to that God force, to your higher self, you feel attended to, you feel loved, you feel lovable, you feel appreciated, you feel loving, you feel like Abel did, okay? You feel kind and giving and caring. Mm -hmm. When you're detached from that force, when you forget that there is a higher part of you, you feel neglected, you feel rejected, you feel abandoned, you feel angry, you feel jealous, you feel enraged, you feel like Cain did. And that anger, that hurt can overwhelm you so much that it can overtake and kill the able inside of you, just like Cain killed his brother. So that mm. was more of a figurative metaphor on what we do to ourselves because we have forgotten that we are lovable, that we are divine, that we are attached to something greater, and we feel like Cain's out there. Now, if you're looking out at the world, you will see those who are detached and that they don't know that they're loved or lovable or cared for. And they are lashing out at their brothers and trying to literally kill their brothers or hurt their brothers in some way or their sisters, all for the same reason. And it all has to do with love and self-love first. Our stories are, are, go anywhere from really, really intense to minimal, but it doesn't matter because each of our stories has some way, somehow, caused us to feel a lack of self-love in some degree. And whatever the degree is of lack of self-love and self-belief you have is the degree of what is lacking in your physical life because we do attract. And love is one of the most important things we need because that's what feeds us and helps us to feel great about ourselves, right? When we're in a great loving relationship, we're kind to everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, oh, gosh, yeah, you're right. I never thought about it like that, but yes, we are. Oh, absolutely. My, everybody loves my wife. Now, I don't know how lovable she would be if our relationship was miserable. If she did not feel <laughs> loved or lovable, I don't think that she would be as lovable to the world as she is now. <laughs> but because our, and we've been together since she was 16, I was 17 years uh, old. So we grew up in that love. Right, oh, But you yeah. know what we did to work on it? Well, we can go into the fix of all of this as soon as you want. It's up to you. 
<laughs> well, uh, hold on just a minute. I wanted to say uh, the other caller dropped, but if you want to call back, uh, you know, we'll get you on as soon as possible. And anyone that wants to call, the number is 646-716-9922. Blog Talk Radio assures me it's a toll-free call in the continental U.S. So 646-716-9922. If you got one of those jobs where you can't make a phone call or wherever it is you're at, you can always send me a message either through Jennifer Modette Perry or Madam Perry's Salon on Facebook, and I'll share it. Um, so, yeah, you know what? That, that just, just makes so much sense, Vincent, when you talk about love and about your wife. My husband has this habit, and sometimes I'll be going, oh, don't do that. But what he'll do is if, if, I, if I bought him a new shirt or something or made a special lunch for him at work, he says that he'll go around the office and go, See, there's just one more proof that my wife loves me more than all the other wives love their husbands or something like that. It's so funny. Well, that's just like, that is just like a man to brag about the love that he's got. <laughs> and I always go, and people say something about it, I go, well, we've been married for 30-something years, but you know we were married in Vegas, so who knows how long that'll last. But still, but it does make oh, me so feel funny. good. Yes, of course it does. It does. And um, I have done a lot of couple counseling and couple therapy. When I was a psychotherapist and practicing as a psychotherapist alone, well, I never practiced it without the psychic part. Um, <laughs> I, the way I would work for couples and marriage counseling is I never spent any time wasted in teaching each other how to talk and communicate with each other. All of that stuff becomes natural when you learn how to communicate with yourself. So, therefore, I put all the work on the selves. So, when somebody would come to me, in other words, I would say, all right, each of you have issues. I mean, everybody in the world today has issues because, like I said, somewhere, some along the lines, we have stories. We weren't raised perfectly. We picked up negative messages, especially in the world today. And that's been going on for quite a number of years. I would say quite a few hundred to a couple of thousand years <laughs> and even yeah. longer than that. Right. And it keeps getting passed down from generation to generation. So we each have issues. So I say work on your issues to grow, to heal, to, to evolve, to become the people you want. But do it together as a couple. That's why you attracted each other, is to do this and grow together. Because it's always easier to have a partner while you're working on yourself. So read a self-improvement or spiritual enlightening book together and discuss it. Go and watch a movie, an inspiring movie and discuss it. Take a class and discuss it. Listen to the radio, to shows like this, and discuss it amongst your, the two of you and, and, and how it made you feel and what it brought out and now how you work on that. And you can help each other. My wife, Eileen, has always helped me. This is like because I would get stuck on something and say, wait, do you think I'm negative about, did I ever say anything? Well, you know, I did hear a couple of times that you said that. Maybe that's something that you should be asking about and, and, and work on just a little bit and they help you. All right, all right, I'll try that. And then she, I would do the same for her. 
Now, that builds a partnership, and that's the reason why our relationship has been great. Now, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean you're never going to fight. But here's the difference. When my wife and I have an argument, we get mad at each other. We really don't get mad at each other. We get mad at what was said. Mm-hmm. We go off on our own. We go, we think. We start introspection. Okay, what bothered me about that? What, was, what button was pushed? Okay, well, you know what? She, the way she just said that sounded like my mother. Yeah, when my mother used to criticize me. So, you know what? This has nothing to do with what she said. This has to do with what's still inside of me. That could be sore because everybody has to remember, even if you're taking care of your issues, you still have scars and buttons get pushed, but they're not getting pushed intentionally. Most of the time they're getting pushed unintentionally. And the older you get, actually, you wind up pushing each other's buttons more only because you've changed and you're growing and aging. And when you age, different things continue to come out that you're, you're fixing, evolving, or you're losing tolerance in. Now, you know, as you get older, you want things a certain way in your life, and sometimes they're not always that way. It's okay spiritually you want to be able to adjust to them. But sometimes they, it does, you know, you will always hear an older person retort against something that maybe a younger person will just let blow over, you know. And, and so that can sometimes cause an argument, but it usually is always. Well, actually, it is always about a button that's been pushed with inside of you. So we fix it, and then we're back together, and there's no problems anymore, you know? And the foundation that you build in love gives you the strength to be able to do that. This is what breaks up relationships, Madam Perry. Mm -hmm. It's building a case against the next person. So in other words, it starts out with a slight little disagreement, and now all of a sudden words are said, And now whatever you allow to transpire in your brain is either going to fix the issue or make it worse and go in the wrong direction. And you can talk yourself in and out of anything you want. You can talk yourself into hating the person that you're sitting in front of. You can talk yourself into being really angry. You can talk yourself into every reason why you shouldn't be with that person. I don't do that. When I talk to myself, I want to make sure I'm not saying anything negative, and I certainly want to stop feeding into anything because you know what? You can talk yourself into hating anyone. You really can if you want to. You know, no matter if it look, they talk themselves. Here's an example of history. They talk themselves into crucifying Jesus. Somebody talked themselves into shooting Gandhi. Somebody talked themselves into shooting J.F. Somebody talked themselves shooting Martin Luther King Jr. You can talk yourself into anything you want to about any person. That, especially when it comes to love, because you also can talk yourself into being alone for the rest of your life. So when people turn around and say, well, you know, I have high standards. No, you don't. Because if you had high standards, you wouldn't even go there and say that. Because there's no such thing as 
standards of another person. Maybe you're so critical of yourself, you've not been able to reach your standards, so you wind up placing that bar onto somebody else. Hmm. So here is the the task I want everybody to do for themselves in regards to that and what I said earlier on how to attract the perfect relationship. So I want everybody, when they get a chance, and you got to follow the directions exactly the way I say them, no shortcuts. So I want everybody to take a pad and a pen, okay? And at the top of the pad, I want you to title this as the top 10 most important traits I want in my partner. Now, you know that list. Everybody has made a list, right? They were told, make a list. What do you want in your partner? Well, I want everybody to make a list too. I want them, but you have to write that title down. Don't just start writing the top 10 traits. You have to write the title, the top 10 most important traits I want in my partner. Okay. Now, start you start labeling them. You start numbering them. Now, I'm sure people can come up with 20, 30, 40. Some people are really picky. Only come up with the top 10 most important ones, okay? okay? When you're done with number 10, go back to the title. Cross out the word partner and write in the word M-E, me. Oh. So now the title should read, the top 10 most important traits I want in me. Wow. And I can assure you that if you work on that list, enhance ones you already have, try to fill in ones that you don't and get rid of some of the things about yourself you don't like, and that's who you will attract. You don't ever have to worry about will whether it's online, whether it's at a grocery store, whether it's at a coffee shop, a party, a group, it's all about energy and what you put out into the universe. And if you put out what you want in yourself, you will attract that in a partner. Because there is no systemization on this planet. This is the other thing that people hate about me when I talk about relationships. Some way, somehow, no matter what relationship you're in, whatever was created in that relationship, you helped to manifest. If you abuse yourself, that will manifest in your relationship. If you ignore who you are, you ignore your greatest qualities, you, you are supposed to be married to your intuition. The human mind is supposed to be married to the soulful mind. So you got the correct guidance. If you are not listening, if you are having an affair on yourself and listening to others instead of your own intuition, guess what? You will manifest an affair in your relationship. Mm. Because everything is an external representation of what's going on inside of you. As much as you may hate that, learn the opposite so that you can create what you want finally. And I assure you, you will manifest in a relationship finally what you truly deserve. 
love, caring, compassion, a wonderful companion, but you've got to start off with yourself that way. Now, maintaining a relationship means the both of you have to work on that together, like I said, to keep that relationship going. You maintain the self-relationship. The moment the self-relationship goes off, that is when your partnership will go awry. That's what it's all about, Jennifer. That's what love and relationship is all about. It's about the relationship you have with yourself first. Wow. This is this has been quite an evening, Benson. That's an intense uh, one. Whenever we talk about relationships, it gets very intense. Yeah, and I already knew to have high expectations, but this is really uh, you've really gone deep into a lot of us here. I've got some messages that came up um, on my messenger and Facebook, and. One is to Patty in Arkansas, or from Patty in Arkansas, and she said, I'm so glad I'm going to play this over and over and over this week. (laughs) Thank you so much for having Vincent on the show. You're welcome. And, um, okay, and Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, Aaron um, in North Carolina said the same thing, said this is the way I should have been looking at this all along. Thank you so much. Uh, you're very welcome, wow. Aaron. And let me tell everybody, you know, this is live on Blog Talk Radio. And, of course, after this, the show is available probably wherever you enjoy podcasts. Even uh, we're also on iHeartRadio and Spotify. And if you want to learn more about Vincent, uh, Go to Vincent Jenna. The website is V-I-N-C-E-N-T-G-E-N-N-A dot com. And a lot of people tell me they listen to the show while they're driving, uh, driving home from work or something or, or running. If you're doing that and can't write it down, don't worry. I'll be sharing the website on all of my social media. This will be on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, so you'll all Everybody will know how to get how to check this out. And if you go to Vincent's website, listen, there's even the reviews on here on the internet said um, reviews for him. And one person said, I love this one. Contacting Vincent was a wise, divinely guided thing to do. And the one uh, next to it says he really cares about people and is passionate about his work and helping others. Those are some pretty good reviews, Vincent. Wow. Yeah, that is, you touch me and honor me with those words for all the listeners and everybody who has written that. But also remember this, that is a reflection of you. Because if somebody can touch your heart, it already means you have that same wisdom inside of you that's resonating. And everybody has to remember they have the exact same wisdom. I am no one special. I just did a lot of work to bring it out. That's all. Well, I feel like the luckiest girl in the world <laughs> having this having this podcast. All the people that listen, that interact with me, whether they do or not, and having the fantastic guests. And I am just so thrilled that you were here. I feel like that's going to be some smoking mm-hmm. hot Valentine's evening that's coming up soon or before, before, during, after. 
Absolutely. And thank you so much. Oh, my God, Madam Perry, you're nothing but love. You are love. <laughs> Thank and you so let much. me answer. Um, um, well, who was it? Um, oh my God, I forgot her name. It wasn't Aretha. What love? What love got to do with it? Got everything. to do with it, Tina. It's everything. That's right. 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 That's right. Um, without a doubt, love has everything to do with it, and self-love is where it starts. Thank you so much for letting me share this tonight. Thank you so very much. And, folks, um, this has been a great night. And remember, you can listen to this over and over. It's still free uh, to get this podcast. And you know what? I'm going to close out with my song, Everybody's Got to Swing. And I'll send you a copy of this CD, Vincent. If you don't like it, it makes a great coaster or cat toy, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I'd love it. (laughs) And if you really don't like it, I'll send three more. you got a set of coasters, all right? So, uh, so, <laughs> I'll listen to you never. So thanks. So find me. Oh, and by the way, say hello to everybody to Billy Vera. Uh, he's got a new book out. He wants you to know about Billy Vera. You know his song uh, at this moment. What would what did you yes. think I would do at this moment, Billy Vera? Uh, he was on um, a couple of months ago with his new book, Hollywood to Harlem. He's got a new book. He was also on our special, our Buckaroo Bonsai fan special last month because he played the character Pinky Carruthers in Buckaroo Bonsai. Are you, are you a fan of that movie? Oh, absolutely. Really? Is- yes. Well, yeah. So, you know, Billy Vera was in that, too, and uh, just a sweetheart. So, yeah, so Billy is going to come back soon, too. He's just uh, he's got a he's like you, Vincent. He's got his own pillow to sit on right here in the genie bottle of Madam Perry Salon. And that's the way I like it. So thank you so much, everyone. And uh, remember, I, I think you're wonderful. Be good to yourself. Be good to each other. And remember what I always say. Everybody's got to swing. Good night. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.